who do you look up to? Where do you learn this stuff? You're reading books, you, you follow somebody specifically online. How, how do you get inspired with being a, a great leader and product manager? I get the most inspiration from being exposed to problems, if that makes sense. So I love hearing about problems that, first of all, we have internally in our product organization. Nothing's, nothing's perfect. Uh, obviously, I love talking to other people in kind of uh, other product companies. And I, I tend to focus in on kind of what is what are the main challenges that you're currently having rather than kind of what are you doing that's working really well, although that's part of the conversation as well. But I, I'm an engineer by heart, so I, I tend to focus in on on problems and I'm wanting to solve those problems. So I I really do get most of my, and I'm, I'm lucky that I've, I've spent a lot of time in kind of the educational technology world on the one hand and then the startup world on the other hand. And so I I've got a pretty broad network, pretty varied network uh, of kind of kind of just one-on-one conversations. Is ultimately, what I what I get the most out of, I think, rather than I obviously there's different b- kind of blogs that I follow. There's different kind of people on Twitter that I follow, but no one no one consistent that I think has all of the answers. But kind of more picking up on on individual bits and pieces. What I what I do know is that there is no framework in the world uh, that I, that has all of the different answers. Like it's this is why we have to be agile, nimble, and just respond to whatever comes up rather than expecting a framework or a process to fix a problem for us. So you mentioned that you learn a lot from talking to people. Me too. I I like to just talk to a bunch of different people and then I sort of get this uh, emerging knowledge at scale, for lack of a better term, right? Where everybody's kind of saying the same thing, but differently, and then you can sort of extract principles. When you're doing one-on-ones with your teams, um, or, you know, your direct reports, uh, what, when, what type of mindset do you go in to that conversation with? Like, what, what are the key points that you want out of your one-on-one, uh, or, or at least you try to get most of the time? This is, this is where I may be a little less, less conventional. So I, I do not have regular one-on-ones with people on my team. I don't have them with my kind of my direct line manager either. And I, I was never a huge fan of them because often they just felt like conversation for the sake of conversation, if that makes if that makes sense. And so I'm a huge believer of basically I, I try to make it as clear as possible to my team. And I've I've got about 19 product managers that are on my team. So it's a fairly it's a fairly sizable team from a PM perspective. I try to make it as clear as possible that whenever something comes up, whenever they want to talk about something, whenever there's a problem pull me in or kind of whoever the appropriate person is uh, happy to have a conversation at any point in time. It does not have to wait for kind of a regularly scheduled uh, event. It has to be, again, I'm a huge believer in, in being truly agile. Um, and so if something happens, let's jump on a quick huddle and let's hash it out in the next 10 minutes. And if it needs an hour, we'll take an hour. And I kind of prefer to do these things in a very ad hoc way kind of once we do have those conversations, and, and this kind of comes back to kind of a lot of the process and models that, that are out there that were really designed backwards from the problem they were having. So try to make it as clear as possible that, so first of all, if there's uncertainties, if there's questions on how to solve something, let's let's always get back to the evidence. Let's involve our users and clients. Let's look at the quantitative data that we already have. Let's collect more if we need to. Let's not overanalyze either because kind of analysis paralysis doesn't help us either. But if we can couple it back to any evidence, I think that's that's hugely helpful. And then this kind of the second thing is like the only thing that really matters to me is the 
is our output. It's kind of the quality of what we put out and the impact that it has and how good it does, how good a job it does at solving a real problem. Like if we if we take that as a starting point and we do that right, everything else kind of flows from there. Um, so yeah, so that's, I know that's a pretty, that's probably a pretty unconventional approach towards one-on-ones no, to not, Look, not have them at all. But yeah. It's whatever works for you. And yeah. different things will work for you at different stages in life, at different stages in your growth. And so um, I'm, I'm just a curious person, right? So I, I believe that from what I have learned in almost 600 interviews, that it doesn't really matter what you're doing, like which system you picked or whose philosophy you're following. The, the one common thing between all of those is that they do it consistently and that they care. Uh, they care about their people. They care about the, the quality of their work. And they have something, a routine, you wake up, work out. You know, some people wake up at 5 a.m., some people wake up at 10 a.m. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't really seem to make a difference as far as achieving high levels of success. It just, but I've never met somebody who doesn't have like some sort of uh, driving philosophy that they adhere to. That, that's just my uh, personal experience. I do have a, a more specific question though about the, I think you said 19 people that are, that, like our project managers below you. Um, what in the in your schedule or in your world allows you to get consistent time in front of those people? Do you have like a team meeting, like an all hands? Like how are they seeing your face consistently? Um, so there, there's a number of different ways. So the so first of all, and this is probably the most consistent we have. So we actually divide because we've got a fairly large kind of combined product team. Uh, we actually organize our product team into value streams. And so each value stream has got one or more dedicated PMs, it's got one or more dedicated UX designers, and it's got one or more dedicated kind of engineering teams or uh, kind of groups of engineers. And so they are, every value stream is essentially dedicated to a different kind of logical part of the system or a different kind of a different overarching problem that a particular part of the system is trying to is trying to solve. So they're basically a kind of a, a continuously aligned cross-functional team that works within that value stream. And so basically what we do every week, and this takes up a lot of my time, we have we have a meeting with each of the value streams. We actually have 16 value streams. Um, and we have a meeting with each of the value streams every week. And what we go through is basically um, and it, it's more like a brain trust. It's it's kind of it's a it's an opportunity for them to kind of share what they've learned and kind of any open questions they want to get some additional feedback on. And and so essentially, what we'll go through is kind of what are what what are you currently thinking are the main priorities for this value stream? What have we what have we learned in the last week that kind of changes how we were thinking about about things or changes prioritization? What has come in that actually um, kind of needs to be needs to be treated with priority or, or anything along those lines. What are some what are some designs or what are some prototypes that have that have come out in the last week? Let's let's have a look at them. Let's provide some let's provide some feedback. So we've got some with with each of the sixteen value streams. We've got some very kind of focused face to face time once every week where we do. I'll call it. We'll do real work. Like we'll talk about the details of of what we're doing. So that's that's kind of one. We, we've got a number of other kind of cadences as well where we kind of review. That one's more, I mean, those check-ins are more directional in nature and kind of where are we going next? And we've got a more 
tactical one as well, kind of across the entire team, which is more about what are the things that we expect to have in the next release? What are the things that we expect to have in the release after that? Making sure that we're on track for uh, for all of those. And then we do things like we've got a monthly all hands, for example, for our product specifically, which actually involves not just the wider product team, but also kind of the sales team, the support team, like everyone gets invited to that. And we we just go through, this is what's been done. This is what's happened. This is the progress that we've made. Here's some challenges that we're, that we're having and and we just kind of talk through it and that's that's about an hour as well. So there's there's kind of I guess a lot of individual cadences but the the value stream ones is probably the most important because that's where we that's where we spend the most time talking about kind of substance and where changes in direction happen the most. Yeah.